Today on Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, erotic writer Nobilis. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, an informative and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. From sacred sexuality to fetishes, BDSM to erotic spirituality, non-standard relationships to alternative love styles, as well as simply fun camp. Each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic life in its new This podcast includes frank discussion of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Where were you this weekend? I didn't see you running around the house. No, I went up to Akron and uh, went to a lovely party, Purple Rose Society. So they have a, a gathering and a party at least once a month. So went up there to hang out with some people I know and had a really great time. Fantastic. Unfortunately, due to party etiquette, we can't talk about all the wonderful people that were there. No, I was just thinking about that, so and wanted to, or or describe some of the scenes, and no, let's just say it was crowded, it was hot in more ways than one, so <laughs> lots of good scenes going on, uh, lots of great people, so had a fantastic time, we helped shut down the dungeon. Really interesting, uh, there is at least, because we can talk about who was there, there was at least one famous person there, mm-hmm. and there is one, I want to be a famous person there. Yeah. <laughs> and really, really interesting, on the uh, Kadishti Experience blog, uh, I just posted something about playing with famous people and what it's like to see or have some kind of a sexual encounter with somebody that people see as a star. Mm-hmm. And that ended up leading me to understand that everybody is a star. Absolutely. And uh, just a really neat experience when we get to interact intimately with people that it kind of takes down all that illusion of I am somebody and I've done important things and although we're all important and we're all doing important things in our lives it kind of helps to remember not to put people on a pedestal when you've when you're playing with their pussy and they respond with a a warm moan or you've simply got them naked and vulnerable and they're interacting with you that way. Absolutely. So, well, and it gives them a chance to just be them core selves. You know, they get to take off the celebrity robe for a little while and just be who they are. So, absolutely. Really good stuff. This is a very esoteric introduction to our show. We're normally a little more <laughs> upbeat, but this is all. Um... <laughs> we get that way sometimes. But I like the fact that we could talk about deep erotic spirituality, and I still get to say, pussy. Yeah, absolutely. As always, we um, love it when we get feedback, and we got some really interesting feedback from the last couple of shows, and it's really interesting. We'll get feedback about, oh, that show you did on on DS Lifestyle was really great for us, and we really enjoyed hearing that. And I'll think to myself, oh, we should do more DS shows. And then the next comment we get is, oh, that blowjob show was so good. I really enjoyed listening to the blowjob show, and... And that leads me to think we should do more blowjob shows. So I'm, I'm all for that. So I think we'll end up just doing more all kinds of stuff as the pattern's been so far. There you go. Although the next couple of shows coming up after today's show, uh, we'll be interviewing some people that are deeply involved in sacred sexuality. 
one person who actually runs a temple in Atlanta, and another person who's um, been doing the sacred sexuality thing for quite a long time before it became the hip thing to do. So those would be interesting conversations. One of the great things about running a podcast like this is we get to have great, great conversations with people on topics that we find interesting. Absolutely. Hopefully you guys will find that interesting as well. A uh, little bit of feedback that we would like to share with you came from a listener in Texas. And uh, she just wrote and said how much she enjoyed hearing the show and that she stumbled upon it and had never heard of the DS lifestyle before. And she really appreciated being able to learn more about it. Um, a fairly young woman. And um, it was really neat that she talked about how in the relationship she's been in so far, there's been something missing, something not right about it. And, uh, and maybe DS is, is the thing that she's missing. Maybe that's what will speak to her. So, great feedback. Yep. Although the feedback on wanting a popsicle after the blowjob show. <laughs> that was good feedback, was good too. too. <laughs> so keep it coming, folks. If you would like to get a hold of us for any reason, um, as always, uh, there's an erotic awakening at bluecatservices.org email address. So or there's a contact form on the website as well at bluecatservices.org. And good old voicemail, 206-309-0054. Leave a message there and you will be on the podcast as well. Or you can find us on FetLife. We have a group called Erotic Awakening. Or Twitter. You can find us there as Dan and Dawn. So, yeah, we're still stalkable. We are. <laughs> So today on the show, we're going to be talking with Nobilis Reed. He is a prolific podcaster, and he's well over 100 episodes. As a matter of fact, he sent us a promo for his show and what kind of podcast he does. And we're going to go ahead and play that for you right now. And we'll follow that with our interview with erotic author Nobilis. I've reached the airlock on the derelict. It's dark inside, but the indicator says there's atmosphere. Looks like it has power and gravity, too. I'm going in. The airlock is cycling now. Pressure good. Oxygen level good. Temperature's downright comfortable. I'm taking off my helmet. I'm through the airlock into the main corridor. I can see the bridge from here. It's dark. No activity. Wait, I think I hear something. I'm heading down towards the crew quarters. Oh my. Every week, Nobelis brings you a short story, excerpt, or serial that doesn't stop at the bedroom door, or the castle gate, or the airlock. Nobilis.libson.com I know, I can, I can hear you in the other room too, and the cat will be famously with the podcast today. I know, I can hear him. <laughs> He's famous in the podcast, so... Okay. Which is unfortunate. He's probably the most popular person on our podcast. <laughs> well, it's good to have a star. Yeah. yeah. Good to have a star. Right. Um, 
So today we are speaking with Nobilis Reed, a prolific podcaster. Um, Nobilis, what are you on, 100, 200 episodes? Um, currently, the most recent podcast episode that went live uh, today is number 127. 127. Um, wow. Close to two and a half years of work. And, and that includes, you also uh, have a couple books out as well, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, in, the period, in the same period of time, um, I produced a, um, a short patio book. Um, that is an, um, a podcast um, delivered audio novel um, for a friend of mine, Anne Regentine, um, called A Foolish World, which is available at patiobooks.com. And more recently, I did a collaborative piece called Pieces, which is also at patiobooks.com, where myself and seven, seven other authors uh, traded off doing chapters of a, uh, a short novel. Excellent. So we each got what two chapters. What kind of um, writing are these? Um, a Foolish World is uh, contemporary erotica, and uh, Pieces is kind of cosmic urban fantasy. Um, I don't, it's hard to place in a genre. Um, it doesn't really fit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now, our, we, our last uh, interview with a erotica writer said that he started off by just writing a poem one day and somebody said they liked it. How did you get started going from thinking about writing erotica to actually having a couple patio books out there? Well, um, I started, well, I mean, I started the way anybody who's got a little bit of writing talent does, I suppose. and just had a little notebook where I kept secret little writings that I just used for myself. I didn't let anybody else see them. And I would write a few paragraphs at a time. There was nothing um, nothing I spent a great deal of time on. And it was just stuff to turn me on. And eventually I kind of got, you know, got some practice at it, and I found a couple of um, online uh, websites uh, where people would post fiction just for anyone to read. Uh, one's at ASSTR.org. There's also storiesonline.net, uh, Literatica. Um, and I you know, would read those stories there and like, I can do better than that. And so I started posting my own stories there and got a lot of really good feedback and eventually worked my way up to um, something that was really more of a novella length rather than um, just short stories, which was um, my first title, Our Robot, which was part of a little tiny robot fetish group that was on uh, Stories Online. And um, I got some really great feedback on that. Some people said, hey, wow, this is really great stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And I discovered at about the same time, ebooks were just starting to catch on. Some publishers were going, and I was like, oh, maybe this is good enough. So I took it down off of there, and I submitted it to a few uh, ebook publishers. And Ecstasy Books decided they liked it, and they published it in ebook form. And they said, "Okay, now that you've written that, you need to write more." <laughs> and so yeah. I mm -hmm. please go ahead. And then uh, after that, I wrote um, 
uh, I wrote uh, Centaur, which um, was more of a science fiction erotic romance, and then a sequel to that uh, came out a few months ago, um, Centaur to Amazon. So there's three novella-length titles there at Ecstasy Books. And this is... It sounds like you're on, you're on to something where the people we've talked to before have said, well, I did some writing and uh, and I can't find a publisher and I can't find a way to get it, you know, the printing costs are prohibitive. And, and so you went through just going straight into e-books then. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the thing about e-books is that the, 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 the real prohibitive step for getting anything published in paper used to be the expense of a print run. Because if you didn't have the books in the stores, you couldn't sell the books. And so you had to print up thousands of books to send to thousands of stores in the hopes that they would sell them. And that whole process took months and months and months. And so any publisher who was going to publish you had to be sure that they'd be able to sell your book. E-books, the, 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 you don't have that need. There's, there's no printed material put together. So if, uh, so the, you know, the, the bar there is a little bit lower because you only have the editing costs and the layout and all that stuff. Now, it still costs, you know, a good $1,000 to put together a quality ebook with the editing and, and all of that beyond, um, you know, the, the author's uh, share. So it's still not something that just anybody can get published in. You know, the publisher still has to believe that you're going to um, sell enough copies, you're good enough, and you also promote well enough to um, to sell those books. But uh, it's not quite the gamble that it used to be. Okay. So how many books total do you have right now? Currently at, at, um, at, uh, at Ecstasy Books, there's three. Mm -hmm. um, there's there are three novellas there. And there's another novella that I uh, self-published through Lulu, and this one's called Magical Clothes, which is an erotic sequel to The Emperor's New Clothes. Um, okay. And that one I did, I didn't do that because, uh, I didn't do that one self-published because I thought that I would have a better deal that way. I just wanted to be able to get a printed book in my hand to be able to give to people conventions and things like that. It was exactly. more of a, a vanity issue than than any kind of financial benefit to it. Sure, sure. Now, and then uh, Nobilis Erotica is your weekly podcast. And as we mentioned, you're, you're on about a, episode 120 or so. And um, that, that's very interesting as well. Don and I have listened to a couple episodes. And, and one of the interesting things you do on there that's different from some of the other Erotica podcasts that I've listened to is you don't just read your story. But you've got people acting out the story, so to speak. Yeah. Sometimes. It depends on the story. I mean, sometimes I just sit down and read them. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I'll put it, produce it as an audio drama, or I'll do what's called a full cast recording, which is something in between audio drama and just a straight read, uh, where you'll have different people doing the voices for characters in the story, but um, there's still one person kind of reading uh, everything else. Um, so that's, um, I, you know, I just do whatever is, feels best for a particular story. 
Sure. I noticed it's very interesting. <laughs> it is very interesting. It was interesting. I mean, it was working for us, the story that we were listening to. Yes, uh, right before um, before we spoke to you today, Nobilis, Dawn and I were listening to one of your more, most recent episodes, and uh, I think the title of it was Ninjas. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And I will, I will honestly admit that Dawn and I kind of looked at each other and were like, erotic ninjas? Oh, come on. <laughs> we started listening to it, we started listening to it, and Dawn started to get squirmy in her seat. <laughs> He kept telling me to turn it up. Um, <laughs> that was one of the audio dramas, and that's it came out really well. That one was actually one uh, I, I you you have to have stumbled on as far as I'm concerned, one of the best ones. Um, the actors on that particular one have been doing audio drama for a while. Um, they really kind of know their stuff, and um, I you know added a, a little bit of music, a little bit of sound effects. Um, just kind of set the mood, set the tone, and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing what can what kind of magic can happen when everything kind of comes together. Doesn't happen every time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one particularly is particularly good. Yeah, I was impressed with that one. <laughs> and then for other people that are interested in uh, podcasting, and I'm going to say that again. And then for other people that are interested in podcasting, you mentioned that you're in, you're involved in some, a monthly podcast called The Good Parts. Right. Is uh, that just an erotica? That one is a, um, that's more of a kind of a, a, a discussion show. Uh, myself, Helen E.H. Madden, and Anne Reckentine uh, get together once a month to discuss some topic relating to um, reading, writing, editing, publishing, promoting erotica. Um, this past month, um, in fact, the show I posted today for that one is called The Seven Deadly Sins of Writing Erotica, where we basically talked about seven different kind of pet peeves about things that beginning erotica writers do that they probably ought not do. Um, everything from, you know, not proofreading a, a story to... Uh, to uh, various cliches that come up from time to time, like uh, like women in stories who can come from just uh, reg uh, regular old penis and vagina sex and um, don't need any other stimulation than that. And both women were going, ah, oh, that doesn't happen ever. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, wanting to see, you know, stories where the sex that's portrayed is actually the kind of sex people actually have rather than, you know, fantasy, imagination, um, that indicates a, a certain lack of sophistication. Mm -hmm. um, and it gets boring if they same same sex acts in every story all the time. So. I certainly agree with that. I mean, one, one, one thing, I mean, that ninja story that you listened to, doesn't actually portray, in, in the course of the story, there's no sex happening at all. All the two characters are doing is talking. Now, they're talking a good deal about sex. <laughs> that they are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it, it, that's the kind of thing that we were kind of talking about, that there's a lot more that goes on. So, anyways, yeah, we, we, we've had... Um, 
seven episodes of that one so far. You know, it, it's funny that you say that, but I, I guess now that you mention it, there isn't actually sex happening in it. They're just talking about um, talking about sex, and it still ends up being a very erotic story. And, and I ended up wanting to learn um, massaging fishermen's shoulder technique. <laughs> Some of the more interesting techniques in there. <laughs> that's the one that caught. That's the one that caught my ear too. It's like, ooh. <laughs> It's um, one of the great things about that particular story is that it um, it obscures more than it obs- reveals. You know, it, 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 everything that's really erotic about that story, at least to me, at least, is the implication rather than what's actually portrayed. You know, because you know when she describes those different te- sexual techniques that she's used, you know, massaging the, the boatman's shoulders and. Um, the, the the rhino's wife. You kind of have to figure out what she's talking about and imagine what she's talking about, and engage, it engages the imagination rather than short circuiting it. It works for me. And what's the difference? I'm sorry. So what's the difference between erotica and porn? Do you write porn, or do you write erotica, or is there no difference? Uh, well, I see. The thing is, I think that, that, that erotica is this is sexy stuff that you like, and porn is sexy stuff that you don't like. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a very they're both very subjective terms. Um, uh, I think that anybody, well, just about anybody, in the, the, in the text world, at least in ebooks and printed material and stuff like that, is going to say, "Oh, I write erotica. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about porn." But the thing is that um, there's a really wide diversity of styles out there, and uh, and the kind of subject matter you see. Um, and <clears throat> quite frankly, uh, I, I don't like the distinction because it kind of implies a, a certain um, hierarchy, a certain superiority. Um, I'm on a mailing list for erotica authors um, from the um, Erotica Readers and Writers Association. And uh, one of the functions of this mailing list is to receive calls for submissions from various um, publishers who want manuscripts from the authors who are on that list. And we get everything from Circlet Press, which is a very um, exclusive um, publisher. They only publish a few things a year, and they only want the very best stuff. And you know, you have to be very sophisticated, very write very well. Um, you have to be a very polished, accomplished author, just as an author, not even not even adding in the erotic element to get accepted. There. And wow. we also get. We also get calls for submission from Penthouse Letters and Hustler. And everybody, you know, everybody who's serious about publishing publishing erotic material sends their announcements to this list because it's, you know, where the authors are. It's one of the, one of the kind of more well-known lists in the publishing industry. Um, and there's no distinction made there. You know, it's, they're just different styles. 
some of them focus much more on the sex, and some of them want to have a very strong story behind it. And I'm not going to um, I'm not going to denigrate either style. It's just you know, it's a ma- it's, to me, it's just a matter of taste. Because I've written stories that were were you know not really much beyond the sex scene. <laughs> there's an excuse for it. There's maybe a little bit of story there, but <laughs> mostly it's just you know let's see some action. And then there are stories like Ninja where there's not really any sex at all, and it's more a story about sex than a story with sex. Very cool. Oh, one one more question for you, if you don't mind. No problem. How do you how do you know when you're writing? How do you know if it's if it's good? How do you know that it's? Um, the number of times I have to pull out the Kleenex. <laughs> 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 um, I figure if I don't get turned on while I'm writing this stuff, nobody else is. So I'm really I really look for that as my first first clue. As I'm writing it, um, once I'm done writing it, then I'll go back and you know uh, uh, work on the grammar and the spelling and punctuation and the, the flow of the story and the style of it and the voice and all the other things that go into a make, making a good story. Um, but the thing I make sure that is in it before I before I get to that phase is is it hot? <laughs> hey. um, uh, because that really is a much more kind of visceral thing. Uh, so, if people are interested in your three novella-length e-books, they should go where? Okay, my main website is at nobilis-erotica.com, N-O-B-I-L-I-S, erotica.com. Um, there's links there to the various podcasts that I participate in and to the books that I have available. Um, there is a uh, if you want to check out my writing and don't want to necessarily lay out some money ahead of time there's another um, long short story it's a few thousand words called Summoning that I uh, have up as an ebook. so people who like haven't seen an ebook before want to see what they look like you can pick that one up for free uh, and then the other four are available like I said at Ecstasy Books and Lulu.com and if people want to want to um well, if they want to stalk you via the variety of means that are necessary or needed via the web nowadays, do you have a Twitter account or anything like that you'd like to tell people I about? On, I am on Twitter as Nobilis, N-O-B-I-L-I-S, and I have a uh, Facebook account at Nobilis Read. And let's see, those are really my, the two big ones I'm using right now. Um, but the best way to keep staying in contact with me is probably to watch... The best way to stay in contact with me is probably to listen to the podcast because I put the, you know, news about what's going on right in there. So you can, yeah. uh, in addition to the story, you can find out what's going on with my writing um, in the little news segments I put at the end of the stories. Okay, fantastic. Uh, the, yeah. the, the podcast is Nobilis Erotica, and um, as Nobilis said, you can find him. Uh, via the website you mentioned. You can also find the books at ecstasybooks.com. Thank you very much for your, your time today, and uh, good luck, and keep Dawn squirming. Will <laughs> <laughs> do. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Do you have a podcast, event, book, or product you'd like to promote on Erotic Awakening? We'll be happy to help spread the word. 
toss us an email at eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. Coming up next week. A chat with the sacred sexuality priestess. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1, is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information at music.podshow.com.